everyone. Welcome back to Freedom Talks. This is Brady, your host. Uh, and today we have the pleasure of having both Freedom Physical Therapist Diane Ping, who's been on before, uh, but also Jody Kuro Heinrich. Uh, is it I say that right? Close. Jo- Kuro. Kuro. Kuro Heinrich, Kuro. yes. Perfect. And she is the founder of Joya bras and is a nationally board certified licensed acupuncturist since 2004 she earned her master of science degree in oriental medicine from the midwest college of oriental medicine prior to that jody was a certified massage therapist now knowledge she continues to use in her patient focused alternative medicine based solutions for a wide range of medical needs i hope i got that all right wow Oh, that's from Lifestyle Acupuncture. That is from Lifestyle Acupuncture. So just to give you a short uh, intro to Jody, but we're going to dive into so much more. Um, And today the topic we want to talk about is breast health, um, specifically because Jody is such a wealth of knowledge with her founding Joya Bras. It means joy in Italian. Okay. So you can just think joy. (laughs) Joya. Joya. And also both in their... Medical practices, Diane as a physical therapist and um, Jody as an acupuncturist, that breast health is is part of, um, kind of part of something that they're passionate about treating, correct? Yeah. Perfect. And so I guess to to start, um, Jody, could you just tell us about yourself and your massage therapy and your acupuncture um, and kind of your journey through that side of your story. Sure, and thank you for having me. Of course. Pleasure to be able to sit next to you, Diane. Likewise. Uh, it, so I have been in practice for 18 years as an acupuncturist, and prior to that, about 15 years as a massage therapist, which was only going to be something that I did for a short while, <laughs> and then life changed and I had kids. My early education was dance and psych, and I thought I would eventually get my master's in dance therapy. So I've always been interested in the body and our health and our mind and how that fits together. Um, So having become an acupuncturist and seeing a lot of women, somewhere along the line, I realized that some of their health conditions had to do with the bra that they were wearing, and also most women Um, don't really love their bras. We just can't wait to take our bra off. (laughs) Common. Yeah, that is a common statement. Yes, that aha moment of unhooking. So once I started to learn about this and the meridians, the pathways that are uh, in acupuncture, Mm -hmm and that the ones that go through our breasts, I thought that there must be a better way. Some of these women had really bad PMS. Some had digestive issues. Um, some just had, like, sores. And there's this continuum of what happens with your breast health. So I started buying all kinds of bras and researching bras and trying to figure out there must be a better way. And in Chinese medicine... There is a lymphatic point in your body that is right where that underwire hits you on the side. And I had never found a bra that did not have an underwire that actually gave you support and function. Okay, so fast forward. And I also will add that I am married to a structural mechanical engineer. So we started to have some conversations about dispersing the load and how could we change that. So I collected materials. I thought I, sh- I can make a bra, which seems like it could, it's impossible. And I magically found this woman in New York. This took about five years just to prototype. And that's where Joya Bra came from. This is the second version of it. And I feel that it does what I believed it could do. And it's really about the materials and the design and the structure that make it work. Well, what was the name of that designer? That is Wanda Jones, and she's been in the industry for over 30 years. She was a designer for Maiden Form and Vanity Fair. I was lucky to find her. 
And in the time that we were prototyping, she decided to start fabricating small lots for, for small businesses, which is great. So I could get 200 bras at a time, and it's made in the USA. And I have close contact with her. So. And so you said five years of, of trying to find you know, the right prototype that you wanted to do. What, what was the process like of going through that? Like, was it trying to find the right materials to do what you wanted or just the, the right structure of the bra, the right design? It's kind of all of that because most bras are just really based on the band. And that's why I think a lot of women end up wearing a band that is so tight so either you have this band measure, and then you have this molded cup and this underwire, and you just kind of hang out in that. And this bra, it's the materials, the design, the structure, how they function that gives you your support and comfort and also allows you to move. It's still a bra that needs to be taken off at the end of the day, always. Always. <laughs> so D Diane, how do you know Jody? Oh. Um, Jody and I have recently met. Um, I was um, I acquired the task of writing a blog uh, for Freedom here, and and it's it was kind of one of those things where I thought a blog about breast health, hmm, and and then it it didn't take long for me to um, you know at first I scratched my head, but then it it didn't really take long for it to just all of a sudden morph into this this blog that was probably five times longer than it really had to, you know, than it was asked to be. But I just realized, oh my gosh, there is so much that has, has come to light for me um, on this topic. And so I was curious. I had a patient who loved her Joya bra, and I've known this patient for many years and, and known her to be a... Um, a distinctive woman with with um, well, how how would you say? She likes the quality items, right? I mean, she she's out there looking for the things that work, right? She's not not about to waste her time on on um, on an attempt of and, and failure. She was looking for something of quality, and and she was raving about this new bra that she had, and and I, when I saw it draped over the chair. Um, in, in their treatment room, I thought that I'd noticed just the structure of it itself, and I was very impressed. And plus, uh, looking at her with her clothes on um, when she came into the room, I, I thought, lovely, right? A, a lovely silhouette, and I was intrigued at that point. So here there was something that was comfortable, provided lovely support, and, and looked like it was designed and, fab and fabricated well. I mean, I was mm -hmm. admiring it, like from a distance, sort of. <laughs> and so that was tucked in the back of my mind for probably the last two years or something like that, or, or maybe more, I don't know. But I, um, when it came time to this breast health blog, I thought, I need to find this woman. <laughs> I need to find the woman who, who has these bras. So I... Um, I looked back through some texts and uh, and then found her name, and then I just called her up one day and uh, and so we we met. Um, she was talking about acupuncture, and I I was interested. I dry needles, so definitely not the same thing, but but um, you know similar interest sort of, and so um, we just kind of started on our our conversation about that, and I learned more about her bra, and then. Ultimately, I had to try one on. I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I really did. Because every woman, I feel, has bought way too many bras. Way too many. And it's going to be, this one's too scratchy. This one puckers funny when I put my sweater on. Or this is obscene. Or this one. <laughs> you know, there's always something about it that isn't working for you. And so when I think about the amount of money that a woman probably spends on the failed attempts to find that long-lasting relationship with the bra, it, it's kind of staggering. So I, I tried it on, and I, I wouldn't take it off. <laughs> Once she found the right size for me, I was like, oh. nope, I'm wearing this home. 
this is just ridiculous. I feel, I feel like I look like I did when I was a teenager. And I, I love that. And I felt comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I felt like, I felt just like, hey, this is awesome. And I, I just felt great about myself all of a sudden um, and how I looked in my clothes. And I thought this dress never, never looked so good, right? So, um, and I was comfortable. And that's what's so great is that every woman, this, I love this part of selling bras because every woman has a story. They, and every woman will say, well, I, you know, I have like 10 bras, but I only wear one bra. Right. And when they come in, I can tell they've been wearing that bra forever. <laughs> and they apologize. <laughs> but we all, we all have done the same thing. So it's, it's nice to hear. And I really encourage women when they try it on to like sit down. What does that feel like? Raise your arms. The straps aren't going to fall off your shoulders. And then put your shirt on and look in the mirror. And how do you look? This is. So, so what is it specifically about the design and the specific kinds of materials? Like if we're getting into the nitty gritty that like you put in without giving, I guess, any secrets away. I don't. <laughs> but, but like, what is it? Um, like how? Is there anything you can give us on like how it's designed that you specifically went after that to uh, you know make sure that this feature, like that it was going to give the proper amount of support but not cut off lymphatic right uh, uh, accessibility to that part of the body kind of thing. Well, first of all, there are, so there it's wireless. There are no stays. You know there are no just you know regular class. But Wanda who's the brilliant one who could translate my idea into function and materials being absolutely key. So you could say it has a power mesh from one of the materials. It's breathable. It works together. All of it works together. It's not just about the band gotcha. because women complain about that. They complain about the bra falling off their shoulders. And it doesn't collapse. And that is key for a lot of women, especially if you're looking for a wireless bra that you put it on and all of a sudden you have a uniboob <laughs> because it just collapses into one. So it can still give you form and comfort and I, I always say it's like a natural fit, yep. like an right in, in how in how it. And if that's I don't know if that's your experience, but it isn't. Um, it's not rigid. So you can move in it, and actually, you could even, you know, exercise in it. Although <clears throat> the next bra that will be based on that design will have materials that will allow you. To exercise and wash and wa you know wash and wash, but the, these materials will last. The bra that you have now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's durable. I mean, it it, yeah. it definitely is durable, and it's. Um, I mean, just holding the fabric and just feeling the seaming, just feeling the stitching, just feeling. Um, There's it, a lot inside where you can hold it up and it looks very simple. Yeah. But Wanda is this master. Um, there's so much built in that you don't see, so it can be light. And we've tweaked that a number of times. And just to, just to add, I, I feel like when I put it on, I, and I was standing there, you know, here I'm just meeting Jody, <laughs> we're in the room together, and I'm standing there, and I'm thinking, this is like a classic presentation. This is, it, it's like... I don't know. It's like Marilyn Monroe, beautiful, but full coverage and classic. And then once the clothes are on, lovely. And I think I think another one of my statements was, I want my swimsuit top to look like this. Like I want the I want the support when I'm out playing and having fun, and I, so I don't have to worry about this over here or that little tie or this little strap. I it. It was really that. You have to be the spokeswoman for Joy at Broadway. That's all there is to it, Diane. But, but, but it was just that feeling. Like I could, 
I want to go dive into a pool. I want to go play in the sand. I want to go kayaking in this. It was, it felt pretty like that, but yet not, um, I don't, I mean it, but it felt all kind of modest in a way too. It and, is. And, and this design, it's a little more full coverage and there is a limit to sizing in bras. Otherwise you get into a, another design altogether. But most women, I mean, they feel that. I wanted women to still love how they looked yeah. and, and have form and function. So it sound, sounds almost like this, this simplicity is part of the beautiful nature of it, where it's like it, it seems like this simple design to the consumer, but it works so well and is so functional that that's the, the beauty of it, correct? And it's fun because, yes, and women then are surprised. And many women will leave me their molded cup underwire bras because they want to walk out wearing the bra. The majority <laughs> of the women walk out wearing their bra. Yeah, yeah, I would say. And, and I, when I checked the website, when I looked at the website, I first thought, like, this reminds me of, of kind of a classic styling of a bra. But... But when you look at, you know, when you put it on, all of a sudden, I didn't, I didn't think of it as, oh, this is like the bra that my mom wore. That is not what entered into my mind. I just put it on and I went, my mind popped up pretty. Like, wow, this is just pretty. And I, you know, you that were was, funny. You said, I feel pretty. I feel pretty. This is the only thing that is, is coming to mind. And I was not feeling pretty with what was going on at that point in time. You know what I mean with what I had happening, what I was using. I thought, this is a huge game changer. But I really like the fitting process because not only do women tell me their story, but then I see how they wore their bra, you know, and if it's on the last one or really open, I fit this mostly closed because of the design. And somewhere along the line, and I don't know if you had this experience, I feel women were told, buy your bra and fit it on the most open hook. And as it gets older and the elastic starts to really stretch out, you, can, you continue to close it. And it's, it's opposite of that. Because to really get the form and the function yeah. based on the design, you wear it on the... The most, the tightest one or the middle one, and I don't mean tightest, I mean most closed. And when your bra is that stretched out, it's time to get a new bra. <laughs> there you go. So what, what, can you take me through like the fitting process and I guess why it's so important? Um, I've heard that a couple of times from my wife that like, oh, it's important to get fitted for your bra. So I, it's not, not that I would know, but could you take me through like, like what that is and why it's important? Well, so this bra, I mean, I, you know, I take two measurements, and most women thought that their band size was when they wrapped a tape measure underneath their breasts, and actually that's not true. In the old days, they did that, and they added four inches and I am guessing that had to do with the materials because the materials weren't as stretchy, elastic. So the two measurements I take come across the top of your chest from the back of your, where your hooks would be, and then across your breasts. And I measure women in their bra. But I also take into consideration everybody's breast tissue is different. This is why I like the personal part of it in terms of fitting. It's your age, your breast tissue, what you prefer, you know, how you like to wear your bra, um, how much do you wear your bra during the day. And and it and women always tell me their story. And so anybody that wants to buy a Joya bra, do they have to get fitted by you? Or, or how how does that go? No, and I was no, most have be, because I'm local and I've, I do sell online and that has been few. Mm -hmm. And I was happy that they made it someplace and the women still love their bra. 
it, the website has, you can download a tape measure and it talks you through how to measure yourself. And you can also do a virtual fitting. So then I can, I mean, if you had any other questions. The thing about being a small business right now is that I feel like I can answer women's questions and I would like to grow and be able to continue that philosophy. I, I was so surprised by really how fast you were able to, oh, okay, oh, you did measure yourself, Diane, because I was interested. I looked at the website. I did measure myself. And interestingly enough, I think, and I, I don't remember which, which, if it was my sizing or whichever, but the first bra I was in, it wasn't the one I left with, right? But yet it was still click, click, click. This is, you know, from one to the, you knew right where you were going with it. And before you knew it, I had that bra and I was out on my way. So it was a fast. And, and honestly, I think the personal fitting that you gave me was, it was far better than any other personal fitting I had experienced before. Um, it was, I mean, just your adjustments, the way you move things, and the way you corrected me gently. I like that too. Like, what are you doing, Diane? Let's try this. You know, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Try, try this. And, and my, you know, wow, mind blown. That's a whole new concept. So I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a learning experience for me. Um, and I, I left a happy camper. So. But you know, because you look at bodies all day long, and so do I as an acupuncturist, yeah. and my background in massage, mm -hmm. you can assess someone's body. Yeah. And that's part of it, as opposed to just, I've had bra fittings from bra reps, mm -hmm. you know, at department stores, and you... I've walked out of there feeling like, oh, well, this is beautiful, and doesn't this look great? And it's, you know, and you paid some money for it, and then I'm home, and I'm wearing it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I just don't feel well. And most of that has to do with because the entire fitting relied on how tight the band was, and that's where digestive issues, you know, the PMS and reflux and breast health come into play. So I would love to kind of dive into that a little bit. And, and you know, I was reading a little bit on, on the, the Joya website um, about, you know, you had mentioned chi and the lymphatic system. So I guess where is it easiest for us to start, you know, a conversation about, um, about breast health? Well, I mean, you just wrote this blog and you did such a beautiful job. And I think everything you did needed to be said. So maybe talk about the lymphatic, and I can jump in with chi. Okay. Well, I guess lymphatics. Um, I mean, basic structure, uh, just a few tidbits about that. The lymphatic system is a very delicate system in that it's uh, very superficial, meaning it lies beneath, beneath the skin. And it, the walls of the lymphatic system, imagine like, like your circulatory system, um, they're, they're a channel or a duct, right? Um, and they're thin, one cell thick. Wow. One cell thick. So a little too much pressure and it's blocked off, essentially. So, um, I mean, how, how, when was the last time you put your finger on, you know, your hand on someone and you're thinking, is that one cell thick? Enough, you know, is that enough pressure to block off that one cell? But that's, that's the palpation skills of therapists, right? We practice that kind of concept, not, not that exactly, but depth is important, right, in understanding anatomy. So, um, so just like we would look at a swollen knee from a, a surgery or something, and if it's grossly swollen, how, how do we reduce that? We work on the lymphatic system. And that's something that is just so delicate. It's, it's like stroking your little kitty, you know, it's that light of a touch and yet it has such incredible results. So it's something that will help to improve the fluid movement. You never want stagnant liquid mm -hmm. or fluid in the body. That just is a recipe for trouble, whether it be infection and so forth. So the lymphatics around the chest 
and around the axilla. These are things that are um, underneath your armpits. Under underneath the armpits, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are big, um, larger vessels or lymphatics that will drain right into the large, um, large vein up here at the um, going into the heart. So it's kind of around the clavicle area. This whole region is just full. Right. So think about wearing a structure that is really tight a better part of the day. Yeah. Your bra. Right. And so, you know, with that only being one cell thick, you're 100% cutting off that flow. Right. Yeah. And so that flow can be also known as chi in the body. People have heard the word chi, Q-I. Um, and she is energy, and she is life force, and she is in those pathways in Chinese medicine that run through our breasts, and you use the word stagnant, and what can happen when that chi, that flow is blocked, is you get a pattern of stagnation that leads to poor health. Mm -hmm. In, because we're always looking for what, it, what is that pattern in the body. With chi, it can be depleted, there can be excess, there can be deficiency, there can be heat, there can be cold, there can be dampness, there can be phlegm, there can be wind. And I've never heard the description of it being one... You know, one cell. One yeah, cell. one cell. Yeah. What does that say? I mean, right. It, so it so it's um, porous, right? I mean, it's going to pick up fluid, and it's going to be something that that moves easily, right? And that's the whole notion of it, right? It's going to pick up interstitial fluid that is resting in our tissues. It's going to pull that in through like a, a negative um, pressure. So it doesn't take much for the disruption. No. No, not at all. And I'm sitting over here thinking something kind of silly, making myself sort of giggle inside. But it Sharon. made me, I know, I'm like, maybe I need to say this. It, may, it reminds me of the original um, Grinch, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Somewhere along that movie, they were, they were speculating as to why the Grinch was so Grinchy. And, and what was it about him? And I remember... Maybe it was because his socks were too tight, right? <laughs> and have you ever worn a pair of socks that were too tight and you just had to get them off, right? Or, or, you, or you take your socks off and you see those indentations in your skin. That, that's kind of you know, an, analogous to what we're talking about here, that irritation right. that it's created by something like that. And that's ties into Chinese medicine because every one of those organs, pathways, meridians, also has an emotion, a food, a season associated with it. And the liver, the liver meridian, is responsible for free coursing the qi through our body, and it goes through our breasts. And the liver is associated with anger and frustration. So you get this tight bra around your body and your lymphatic. And I mean, his socks were too tight. They were cutting off his chi and they were making him very angry. <laughs> Was he angry before or were his socks right. contributing to that? And that's part of what happens when we look at how you know, our society looks at PMS. Right. You just kind of feel, and you've got you like, I just got to take my bra off. <laughs> because you are causing more stagnation in your body. There's no free flow of that energy or that fluid mm -hmm. and blood. It's sort of like a overlay on top of the circular system, or circulatory system. Gotcha. If the, and there are clusters of, of areas where there are nodes, kind of in bendy places, if you want to think of that, um, behind the knee, in the, in the front part of the groin, and then in the in the um, axillary or in the armpit area, those are areas that are high movement areas, if you think about it. And it's almost like they're intended to 
to create that negative pressure, almost like oh, a, sure. a billow as would, would pump air as we move our arms. It's going to stimulate that negative pressure to pull pull the stagnant fluid out and move it along and rejoin that fluid to, to join into the blood. So Gotcha. And when we take off our bras and we move around, the action that our breasts take help to stimulate that. You know, some women have said, um, or it's been written, to get on a small trampoline without your bra on and just gently bounce. But if you walk around and you're not wearing your bra, then you're stimulating that, correct? Sure. Yeah. That makes sense to me. You'll have so much to tell your wife. I, I know, right? <laughs> I'm learning a lot because I know none about it, nothing about it. Um, and so also in your blog, you had talked about homeopathic remedies. I guess how do you guys both approach, um, you know, kind of your treatment and, and the homeopathic therapies and things like that? Well, I we... We not only were enjoying each other's company, but we also found that we had homeopathy in common. Okay. And that we both treated our families uh, with homeopathic remedies. And I learned about homeopathy um, from another friend of freedom, Jeanette Cable, who is a homeopath um, in River West. I think she also practices maybe still in New York. Um, But she's a lovely lady. And... um, and she kind of taught me um, just enough, just enough to get myself started with how I might be able to use this to help my family um, so that ultimately I rarely have to take my sick kids to the doctor because I can manage things. I can take them through the course of their cold without A, um, needing this or that or, or having it compound into a more complex maybe infection or something like that or or a secondary infection so um, homeopathy has been truly helpful it was first I guess too it was first introduced to me through my MD and he was an amazing man himself um, Dr. Dr. Sweeney so um, but as I as I was kind of preparing for today and looking um at um, homeopathy for the breast specifically, there's a whole host of remedies specifically for the breastfeeding mother. And, and as I was reading this, it was making me smile and giggle because of, um, as a new mother, your exposure um, to, uh, to helpful hints is limited, right? Your, your ears are always open for any, any new um, maternal wisdom, you know, whether it's from another mom or a professional or, or anything. And um, so I'm just going to read a couple of these symptoms. And, and Brady, you're, you're going to be enlightened in some, some respects for all of these different crazy symptoms. So, there's, um, so this is listed under breastfeeding difficulties. Um, in my homeopathic kit, which I purchased online, I think it has maybe, uh, might have, I don't know, 35 or 40 remedies in it. So um, breastfeeding difficulties, hard, enlarged, hot, red. So imagine breasts that look and feel like that. And then the, the remedy would be belladonna, 30C. Okay. And, uh, and then there's another another set of symptoms, hard, engorged, hot, and pale, worse with movement. Now I know personally that one I experienced myself. Um, that takes you by surprise when you wake up with that one morning. Uh, the remedy is Byronia and um, 30C. And then this I have never seen, but here we go, abscess with smelly, corrosive pus. This is concerning for a mother, I'm just going to say. Right. Merc Viv for that one is the um, abscess, which is very slow to heal. That would be silica. Um, too much milk. A lot of women experience that at one point or another. Um, and that's pulsatilla. Um, or baby vomiting breast milk. Again, these things are really concerning. Um, silica. Um, 
or also recommended if the milk production varies greatly. Um, oh, if sore, uh, cracked nipples, radiating pains. Very painful. That is a horrid condition. I'm yes. just going to tell you that. And, and, and desperate. I mean, this makes a woman just desperate. And it, your first time around, you really hope that your first nursing experience is going to be a beautiful one as you sit there in absolute agony, right? With your eyes rolling in the back of your head, praying that, that this all will come to an end at some point. Well, no one, when I had my kids, no one really said, there's a learning curve. Yeah. It's not, oh, this just happens. They latch and you're all set. <laughs> right. How can they latch if you're completely engorged? It's like, right, trying to get the watermelon juice out of the watermelon that hasn't been cut. It just can't happen, right? So having... We could go on and on about just that. Just, oh, my <laughs> Sorry, gosh. Brady. For, yeah. So the first time moms really, um, it is a dance, and it is, you learn the steps. And having something like this, like I wished I'd had that 17 years ago. I guess I just started fooling with this probably 10 years ago, I guess, um, with, with homeopathy. But, but these are um, compelling, compelling symptoms for women who are really in a, I mean, it's a new place in your life. It is a whole new life. It is not just the birth of your child. It's a birth of a mother. And here she is. Her whole world is a new place. Um, especially for that first one. And again, we're talking about our breasts, which most women, I mean, we all think about our breasts, but we don't really think about our breasts' health that isn't something v critical. That's Just our, our daily breast health. What is that like and what things affect it? That our lifestyle our diet, our emotions, giving birth. I mean, then, because it's the most dramatic change that we have when all of a sudden, you know, oh, I'm pregnant. Am I pregnant? My breasts really hurt. Don't hug me. <laughs> um, and, and then what happens? And if women choose to nurse, though I feel now, you know, from when I had my kids a long time ago, um, that there is more access to the leche and breast consultants yeah. right, that, I, that you refer I, to? Yes, I know. I know I used a breast consultant, and that was probably 17 years ago. But I think something, you know, I, I look at symptoms that I just read through, and I think I, that there wasn't an option necessarily yet. I think the, the approach that I was offered was something that was more mechanical in nature, right? Here's something to in, you know, invert your nipple so that it softens that area so then the baby can latch better. It was a mechanical solution, not necessarily, well, and this is my, my lack of understanding maybe of that I can't speak eloquently about homeopathy the way Jeanette can, but in a way that resonates with you right I mean to take to take a remedy is something that it's it's not only calming but it it offers solution and and um subtle and powerful it yeah and it's it somehow you feel a rightness with it when you have the 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 best remedy and and it is empowering you're absolutely right like I've I've was able to manage this myself. I, or I feel this coming on. I know what I need to do. And, and it's at your fingertips. It, it is a wonderful, um, lovely, loving way, I think, to treat family. And having, I mean, I did just when my kids were young as a, like a lay person of using homeopathy, but again, learning enough to always have something. And, you know, my kids now carry, you know, put some gelsemium in your backpack or <laughs> whatever or your you know in your in your pocket and just carry that around or at the first sign of this take this remedy or that remedy and by no means I mean what Jeanette does she is 
I mean, she is a master. Yeah. Um, but for simple ways that we can take care of ourselves and take care of our families, it's amazing. Mm. Yes, yes. And, and very economical. I mean, for people who, who find that the, going to the doctor, those, those frequent medical bills are just a, a weight and a stress to the family, um, I find that this is very affordable and, uh, and empowering, like you said. Yes. I, like, I have a solution or I have something I can try, mm-hmm. as opposed to having to call up someone and, and pray that they are able to help me in some way. But I have something I can try, and if that doesn't work, well, I'll keep reading and maybe there's something else, maybe another option that I don't have in my little turtle shell, you know. <laughs> something else you mentioned in your blog that I think was really important regarding breasts and pregnancy and breastfeeding is you talked about um, tongue-tied, which when I had my kids oh, yeah. almost 40 years ago, th- nobody ever talked about that and what that meant that it is becoming more and more prevalent. And um, I guess as there is a a genetic mutation that um, I think gets the credit sort of for this particular um, condition. Can you describe what it is? And there are other conditions too that go along with this. And, And I don't know if it's the absolute factual truth that it, it, you see a lot of it on the internet, and I, so I, I, I can't uh, be completely sure, but I've heard about it more than, more than once or twice. And um, this particular um, genetic mutation that's um, common in the population uh, has to do with midline um, abnormalities. So it, and, and other, and whether it's affecting circulation and atherosclerosis and, or, or, or like the tongue tie, the frenulum um, underneath the tongue, which is um, doesn't allow the tongue to have enough range of motion. So they can't latch. I mean, and how it affects so, the breast so and what, the breast supply or milk su- supply as well. The sucking motion has to do with the 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 mobility of the tongue, and especially the the mid portion of the tongue. So. Now, and I'm not a speech therapist, so forgive me, this could be wrong, but like if you try to make an R sound, R, R, there's the, the middle part of your tongue has to kind of lift up, right, in, inside, um, inside your mouth, and, and that is how that kind of makes this nice round sound. That mobility is allowed by the frenulum, and if it's not, or the frenulum being the, the right, the right size or the right tether, if you want to think. Um, and so if, if it is too short, if the frenulum is too short and the tongue is tied um, or, or tethered down, it will decrease its mobility to be able to lift up and make that sound. And people, um, I mean, it can be severe in cases. Um, for the signs of the mother with a newborn baby, um, she might exhibit signs of blocked ducts. She might exhibit signs of mastitis. Um, the baby might have increased um, spit up or just GI distress, just um, gas. What? Um, so kind of vague type symptoms, but the mastitis is something that does get a mother's attention, the blocked ducts. When it's difficult to manage those kind of conditions on a regular basis, um, I I found myself doing that probably with all my children only because I really didn't I didn't know, and um, I got very comfortable with Thermacare. It's a heating it's a heating pad, mm-hmm. and I would be stuffing that in my bra, <laughs> or or sleeping with it, just for that continual heat, and then which would help with expressing expressing um, milk out of clogged ducts or whatever the case would be. A hot shower is never long enough, it seemed, um, to be able to manage that. So, um, but I think all of my kids have a tongue tie of some sort, of, of some degree. And so even if it's 30%, um, there's some speech therapists that will, um, will be able to identify that there's a limitation there. 
um, in either how the child's able to articulate their words uh, and their their diction, or or maybe some other some other um, attribute about their speech is limited, and they wind, may wind up with speech therapy, or they may wind up having surgery recommended, right? Um, which is either by suture or by laser. Um, the burning, of, well, laser is essentially like a burning of the frenulum. And either way, there's going to be um, exercises afterwards. Uh, the mother with the baby, will, she'll have to kind of rub the scar to keep it from sticking because a laser scar will try to stick and heal. Um, the stitches, um, like if an ENT will do a clip, they'll do stitches, and that is there'll be less scarring, I think, with that kind of um, procedure. Um, and I, uh, but I guess I've just learned bits of this as I've gone through and had some experience with my kids as they've been growing. But it's another place where women are, when you're, when you're nursing at first, I mean, I loved it, but initially there is a disconnect because it's supply and demand. And if there's something that is affecting that chain and you don't quite understand it and your baby is not happy and you don't know if it's you and you're trying to get comfortable and our breasts are then very functional <laughs> and our breast health is really important. I just think that women, I, I hope now women will talk about it more freely and I think that one of the things that was a positive, and if I can say that about the pandemic, is that women didn't wear bras. And women talked about that freedom and how their breasts felt. And some of the women that come into my shop say, I've been driving past your shop, and I've been, there's a sign that says, ditch the wire. And it's like, I'm ready. I have to wear a bra now. Mm -hmm. I, have to wear, I have to wear a bra. But there are, you know, there are, I mean, we're women. Every woman is always thinking about their breasts. And I hope that more women are thinking about their breast health because of the awareness. The, if there's anything that I took away from this conversation, I think that's one of the, the things that I'm hearing is like, of course, there needs to be more breast you know, health awareness in relation to the cancers and some of like like you said the very like life threatening conditions that can come about but there still is a very meaningful conversation to be had more on a regular basis and maybe more in the you know forefronts of the minds of women that hey my breast health is kind of this ongoing continuing thing that can improve my quality of life and that you know I need to seek out some of the more some more of this information or seek out you know, professionals like yourselves that have this knowledge and that are passionate about doing this kind of thing to help them with, you know, their children or just their life in general. So I think, you know, coming from a man's perspective, I guess that's, that's what I'm getting, <laughs> but I don't know. No, it's true. So. And also that this isn't, um, just a pretty decorative thing that, you know, garment that we wear for fun <laughs> right right and it feels and it feels good it feels good to have something um that you enjoy you like and and uh, impacts your image and yet is it it's like it has your best interest at heart yes and the, i mean for me that part of like i if i can some people just like, I just want a better bra. Okay, this is great. This feels like the best bra I've worn. And then if there can be a little bit of like just, you know, changing that awareness or just a little something to think about in a short session of being fitted, then I feel like it can impact, you know, a woman's life. That's wonderful. I think that's amazing. I, both of the work that you guys are doing is awesome. And thank you so much for coming on. And thanks for your time, both of you. Um, Jody, could you just do a quick shout out? We'll include all the links 
um, to Joya Bras and to Lifestyle Acupuncture um, in the description for the podcast. But for the listeners that don't have access to that immediately, could you just plug all of um, all of your businesses and sure, your services? Sure, they're, they're located in, in one place. Perfect. In Shorewood at 1431 East Capitol. Um, right on Capitol and Morris, and it says lifestyle acupuncture on one side, and you'll, it says Joya on the other side. It's an old storefront, and I'm there most of the time. <laughs> but call and 414-628-7653, and it is Joya Braz. Oh, you said you would have the link, joyabraz.com. Diane, anything else that you have? Uh, you know, there was one thing, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll, adios that frog. Um, one thing that I did not say about my experience of meeting Jody. so I'll just a brief addition. Oh, I cool. had my first acupuncture session with Jody. You did? It was my first ever. And, and as a, someone who dry needles, I've had lots of needles in me at different times, but this was a completely different experience. And I felt so good when I left. Um, didn't feel great when I arrived. Felt so good when I left. And, and I continued to feel like that just stayed with me. Um, it was just a lovely experience of feeling like I just, had some really good self-care and um not that i cared but you cared for me which how kind that was so i just wanted to say thank you again and and just to share that um that maiden voyage that i thank had you. <laughs> in the acupuncture room so if you've not experienced that um it's always fun when it's someone's first time and even i continue to get acupuncture i'm like oh yeah this is why I do this. That, <laughs> that's it right there. Yeah. And it's something that is, it's, um, hard. It's hard to put your finger on it necessarily. And it's not, it may not be tangible, but it is a sense of yourself that, uh, it, it will make you smile. I think. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Brady. A anytime. Uh, all right. So like I said, I will include all of the information in the show description. So um, feel free to reach out to either of them. It has been a pleasure talking to both of you, and I appreciate your time for coming up. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, an independent provider of comprehensive physical and occupational services. No matter how challenging your issues, if other treatments have failed, we are determined to help you heal, starting with the very first visit. Four convenient locations in the Milwaukee area. More information at freedompt.com.